You're about to hear my conversation with Darren McKiernan. We talk all about the moves that Darren has made in his portfolio over the past two years, and we conclude by getting his views on technology. I hope you enjoy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Information relating to investment approaches or individual investments should not be construed as advice or endorsement. Listeners should seek professional advice for their situation. Welcome to the McKenzie Investments Podcast. My name is Matthew Schnur, and I'm delighted to be here with Darren McKiernan. Darren leads our Global Equity and Income uh, Boutique, and he's the lead manager of the McKenzie Global Dividend Fund. Darren, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Matt. Great to be here. Uh, I've invited you back, and I, I thought what we'd do today is we'd discuss where you're seeing opportunities. But before we get to that, I wanted to discuss what has happened in your portfolio in the past. Mm-hmm. I noticed uh, that you started adding traditional, more traditionally valued companies uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, I know that you're a bottom-up uh, portfolio uh, manager, not making big macro calls. So I just, when we look in the past, what led you to make the change to your portfolio? Yeah, well, that's a good question because uh, there's been a few things that have happened and changed over the last couple of years. Obviously, we're you know it's uh, end of uh, sort of early May of 2022, and it's been just over two years since we all went on lockdown. Uh, still technically on lockdown here to some extent, uh, although I have gone back in the office uh, a handful of times. But yeah, if you think about you know the portfolio over the last two years, it's it's been quite an interesting ride. So. And again, not not to take away from the fact that at the end of the day, every company we own is there for a fundamental reason. Uh, every company owned, there's 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 bottom up uh, research done. We have models on every one of the companies we own and all of our dream teams. And so, I don't want this discussion to sort of get away from that fact that 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 uh, that's how we've invested since day one and how I've invested for over 20 years now. But you know, we had obviously the uh, pandemic when it started to set in, 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 in sort of late February, early March and, and sort of panic, uh, obviously washed over the market. We were pretty aggressive in terms of, uh, moving the portfolio into what we call our dream team names. Um, and some of the long watched companies that, uh, you know, finally had an opportunity to buy and we turned over all oh, almost 25% of the portfolio in a little over a two week span in, in March of 2020. And that, as you know, Matt, is a really high number for us. Certainly sure. in that span, typically we're, we're, you know, sort of 20% a year at most. Um, there's a typical turnover year for, so to do that in a span of a couple of weeks is, is pretty intense. And so, you know, we, we felt really good about some of the things that we did. Um, we were, you know, again, it's better to be lucky than good. Uh, we actually exited out of our energy positions uh, about a week or two before, um, uh, you know, the world really came to grips with uh, what was going on in terms of the pandemic, because we were worried about demand destruction. And 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 these are, you know, at the end of the day, energy companies were there for for it's a big reason they were there was for their dividend yield, right? Based on you know the the right. desire to maintain that that discipline in terms of certainly for the dividend fund and having that 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 dividend above its benchmark. And, you know, so I'd say that those companies were, in terms of our quality continuum, they were on the lower end of it. So we were pretty quick to sort of to make that decision. And that's unusual for us. Uh, <laughs> and again, we were very fortunate in doing so because I think the following Sunday at that, that the very famous OPEC plus meeting fell apart. 
right. and the oil went negative the following week and the companies that we'd sold that had come off about 30 or 40% that year were off like 50% overnight. Um, and so we kind of dodged a bit of a bullet there. Um, but, you know, we never bought them back uh, in that March span, but what we did buy was like really high quality businesses that we'd been following for a long time that we'd owned previously in some cases like Disney, right? When the, we literally put in a ticket you know, our first ticket when the mar- when when the parks closed uh, that that week in March, hmm. uh, we bought a company called Amadeus, which uh, is a call it the world's leader in terms of uh, ticketing and airline ticketing and hotel uh, information systems management. Uh, basically, you know, they're an exchange really that sits at the hub of uh, when you're buying a ticket, whether it's uh, their ho- you know or a hotel reservation, you're you're most likely if you know going through one of their systems. Uh, so, which obviously was taking it on the head with 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 uh, with the pandemic, and and made a bunch of other moves, but I don't have to go into those details. I've gone and I've talked about them in the past. So, we pretty much pretty much stood pat um, after that for for a number of months. Uh, felt good about the positions we had, but of course, in November of 2020, I think that was another call it line in the sand that was drawn when the um, uh, I guess it was I think it was at the, I can't recall whether it was the Moderna or the Pfizer. Uh, vaccine results came through, right. you know, shockingly efficacious, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's when the markets were saying, "Hey, we've got a, there's line of sight to the end of the pandemic here." And of course, there was a massive, call it risk on rally, uh, meaning all those sort of beaten up value stocks, banks, uh, you know, uh, call it you know, commodity producers, sort of <laughs> companies that were left for dead. Um, it, it called it a junk rally. Some call it a junk rally. I don't. I'm not quite that uh, harsh, but it was certainly was a very much a value-based rally based on just that that view that hey, we we're at the end of the pandemic is here. Now, of course, it hasn't been linear at all, right? In, right. in terms of just the uh, things coming online. But what has happened and what we observed uh, between that sort of date and and now was a massive amount of stimulus coming into the market, both fiscal and right. monetary, right? Not just and, and not just the, the 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 Federal Reserve, but the the ECB, every central government in the world, every 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 monetary system in the world almost was was basically injecting liquidity in the system. Right. And again, we're not macro investors here, Matt, but you know, I also like to think we've been around long enough to see that when there's something that's sort of anomalous, we can kind of identify it. And look, we've never seen that sort of, you know, flood of money into the system, even compared to the financial crisis, right, which which we all went through. And so, look, we're bottom of stock pickers, but, you know, we have to be, we call it, we, we there's a there's a line that I like to steal. It's, um, you know, we're, we're, we worry, we invest bottom up, but we worry top down. And, and so when mm-hmm. we look at the top down, we're like, wow, this is really, a unique period in time in terms of the amount of stimulus you've got, you know, what percentage of the economy was still kind of offline, right? We're, we're all sitting at home. Nobody, nobody, nobody was going on trips. Nobody was spending money in restaurants. Nobody was going to baseball games or hockey games. Um, include, you know, and so we had this huge stimulus people's, so it improved people's balance sheets. The consumer actually got healthier throughout the pandemic. Sure. Right. And you had all this stimulus coming in, you had all this pent up demand. I mean, you know, when you remember the first time you went out for lunch, you know, post pandemic was like, my God, it was like, you know, it's like going to Disney World, right? No um, kidding. <laughs> and so, and from from that standpoint, we'd like, okay, look, we think this is this is a little bit different. 
let's let's really think about things from a top-down standpoint uh, more so than we normally would, right? Because we thought this was again a very unique period of time. This wasn't just us, you know, a normal sort of run-of-the-mill. Oh, what's the CPI print going to come in this week kind of thing? Right. It was a real thing, sea change. So what we did is we we tried to you know, look at businesses that a, first of all, were on the dream team, which fit into our sort of our, Hey, these are businesses we want to own for the long term. but also let's be real, let's be realistic and see, Hey, maybe there's an opportunity here to own something that's got a sort of an additional catalyst just based on the world sort of normalizing and reopening. And so that's how we got into some names like Coca-Cola. We've talked about like, again, 50% of their business is sort of off premise. We, we added to our, our some of our spirits companies. We own, we bought a company like Medtronic, right? Again, this is you know this is a, a medical device company that you know knee and hip replacements were kind of put on the back burner uh, right. throughout all of COVID. But we added to our bank holding companies, right? Like we we don't join. I, I don't. I've owned J.P. Morgan for years, and it was really our only true, or truly our only call, call it bank. But we in the span of the following year post the you know the 2021 we added bank of america which has got a, a leading uh, retail franchise in the us and we owned uh, us bank corp which has got a very um, a process uh, uh, you know a, a third of their businesses is, is through um, uh, call it um, uh, merchant processing right which is obviously was affected directly with uh, from the pandemic uh, and we've repurchased energy companies, right? We we repurchased uh, Chevron and we uh, purchased uh, Marathon Petroleum, which is a refiner, refinery. Right. And and the, again, leading you know leading companies in their own right. Chevron is amongst the best returns, and uh, when you look at the integrated companies around the world, very disciplined. We thought a very thoughtful approach to how they how they look at ESG. Uh, very again, you know, still a price taker, still an energy company, but I think a sure. very thoughtful, disciplined energy company. And and like another thing, you know, our perspective is very, you know, part part of the advantage of having a, a long history is, you know, we've seen the pain that these companies have gone through the last ten years, right? In terms of just, you know, terrible returns, uh, you know, no no sort of real discipline in terms of capital discipline. And they've kind of seen the light. And of course, they were getting an enormous amount of pressure from, from uh, the ESG um, uh, stakeholders, and rightly so, right? I mean, everyone's signing on to the Paris Accord. And, and this is, again, right. a good thing for, for the long-term uh, you know, health of the planet. But the unintended consequences were that, you know, what you're seeing now in terms of just there's no supply. But anyways, right. going, that was not, you know, the, the issue back then was like, okay, look, we, we the, again, these, again, these old companies paid really high dividend yields too, which was a nice, which was a nice byproduct. Uh, we bought our, I can tell you the first time I'd bought a pure natural resource producer in over 10 years when we bought Glencore, right? And, and again, the, the thinking was, look, I can't justify owning Tesla right at these valuations, but I can right. I can justify owning Glencore, which makes a lot of the green metals that go into battery uh, battery production, the electrif electrification of the grid. You had a new management team coming in here. They have a, a coal business, which they've been very vocal about. Hey, they're basically you know running it for cash. Okay. Um, and so again, and then of course, excuse me, they, they, they've again committed to not just, you know, launching, you know, greenfield projects, but to delivering uh, cash back to shareholders. And, and, and again, we, we're not commodity, you know, investors by, by call it, uh, by nature. Uh, and the part of the advantage of being a generalist, Matt, and is that we have looked at them. I've invested them in over time. And historically, like I said, I, I owned BHP Billiton like 11 years ago. Um, but 
so we know understand how the, we understand how these businesses work, right? And actually, they're amongst the simplest business to analyze. The, the, it's really just okay. What are they doing with their capital, and what's the price of their underlying commodity right. going to be? And our view is just simply like, look, there's a very different supply situation today than there was like ten years ago, or five years ago, or even three years ago. And as long as we think that the price is moving up towards the right, right, the, the, that north north uh, northeast quadrant over time given the price we're paying, we're, we're, we feel pretty good about it. Like, again, I couldn't tell you what I, you know, we had, you know, our models, like whether, you know, we certainly didn't have like, you know, the, the current spot price we have today in some of these commodities, but we just said, look, as long as it's going up and you're generating a ton of free cash at these levels, it's coming back to us. Uh, we're fine. Right. We're good. And, and so that was sort of the thinking, uh, going into uh, 2021 um, and and we position the portfolio again and, and don't forget Matt that we, we run a fairly you know call it a core mandate and so you know we're not going to bet the farm on this stuff because we could be wrong and so you know we're, we're, we 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 added you know we go from an in, 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 in energy position from zero to like sort of six percent right or, or and we took our right. banks you know from from a three or four percent to six or seven right and we owned we also bought um, uh, uh, DBS Bank which is an extremely well run I think in my opinion, the the best run uh, uh, Asian banking franchise is based out of Singapore. And again, um, really good CEO, really well known CEO. It's spent it's spent a lot of money on 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 getting their their technology and their you know getting the bank into the 21st century. And again, a very great balance sheet. And again, we so we we had a and and very much uh, levered to that part of the world. So we felt that was a, again another prudent long term. Uh, um, uh, investment, uh, but just so happened to be in a part of the businesses like the like the, being banks that we thought would be fairly well levered to any sort of reopening. So you want to there that's the, that was sort of the, the the groundwork that we laid in 2021. Now, of course, you know, third week of February of this year, we all know the tragic you know start to what's been uh, obviously a, a very very horrible situation. Um, in terms of the, you know, Russia in, in, invasion of Ukraine and <laughs> all the things, all of our call it, you know, you know, we were pretty quick to react then uh, again, not quite as severe uh, of a portfolio repositioning as we did uh, in the pandemic. What we did take, you know, call it 100, 200 basis points of our, our financials, our bank exposure and added to our commodity. Specifically, we added two energy names in the form of Shell and uh, Schlumberger, which has been a, a previous holding from, from several years back. Right. And again, very straightforward thesis there. Like again, these are dream team companies uh, in terms of their relative industry. Shell is amongst the largest LNG, uh, as a, a, among the largest and best LNG assets in Europe. Obviously, going to be extremely important as um, you know if if the EU commits to what they say in terms of uh, weaning themselves off of Russian gas and oil. Right. Uh, Shell is going to play a critical role in that, um, and and we, we we knew that before the invasion, right? And of course, after that, we so we were pretty. Again, this is kind of our dream team, uh, you know, coming to coming to you know uh, coming uh, say a live example of how we manage the dream team like we 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 know the company we know where its strengths are and when we saw this happening we were pretty quick to react again we're talking about you know this isn't these aren't massive positions but they were certainly on the on the margins we decided to take we thought it was prudent to take money out of the banks because again you, you worry about 
that S word, the stagflation, right? Now, we, we again, it's we think it's a little premature to say that, but when when you have, like I said, you have commentators with CNBC and 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 uh, the Wall Street Journal are talking about stagflation. There's got to be some a certain amount of discounting going on already. Um, right. So we just thought, but we still thought it was a prudent thing to do to take uh, on the margins a little bit of that out and put it into these these these. Uh, uh, leading um, uh, commodity producers in the energy field, and so that's, that's kind of, and 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 of course we we actually also added to um, we were able to buy what we considered long term compounding companies in healthcare uh, in the form of uh, Thermo Fisher Scientific. Again, this is this was a high growth you know a growth darling, a compounder, a great business. But of course, with the rates having moved up a little bit, you have a lot of long duration quote unquote long duration assets that have come off. And uh, we were able to establish a, an initial position in, in Thermo Fisher Scientific and healthcare. And, and our healthcare, we haven't touched our healthcare weight. And it's been, it's it, because again, we think that these are businesses that are kind of, nothing's immune, right? Everything, at the end of the day, everything's cyclical to some extent, but these companies are relatively less exposed to sort of any sort of macro dynamics that might be going on and, or might be sort of unfolding over the next year or so. So maybe with that. Yeah, that, that's great, Darren. It, uh, a long answer to to the question, but just to to summarize, it sounds like when COVID hit, you made profound changes to the portfolio, um, and then when the vaccine came out, uh, plus the stimulus, this gave you an opportunity to to think about sort of value style companies. It also started to stoke some worries about inflation, um, and and uh, and then also uh, with the natural resources, the lack of uh, supply and, and reinvestment. Uh, became compelling uh, opportunities there. So it sounds like you made a lot of changes. You're now in a, a situation where there's a lot more value in your portfolio, a lot more commodity uh, producers, traditional value companies call it. Yeah. I'm curious, I know that you still hold some of the uh, large cap tech names as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly their their story has almost been the opposite of what we yeah. just talked about, mm-hmm. uh, where they did very well during COVID uh, yeah. and recently been been quite challenged. Uh, what's your view on on that space, and, and why do you continue to hold some of those names? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, we're not in a lot of the parts of tech that have been decimated that are like you know thirty time revenue. You know, just you call yourself a SaaS software company, and you've got bid up to really crazy right. multiples. You know, the the pure COVID dra- darlings like the the Pelotons, the Netflixes, the DocuSigns of the world. We we never ne- never really got too serious looking at those companies because. We asked ourselves, okay, that's great. You know, certainly during COVID, I mean, you know, look, it's it seeing Zoom go to what it did to whatever it was. I think at some market cap at some point, I don't know, it was it was it's certainly over 100 billion. It might have been 200 billion. I I, I honestly can't recall. Uh, you know, because this seemed like an obvious. It obviously seemed like an obvious trade, but that that was just the point, Matt. It was a trade, and right. uh, you know, as painful as it is sometimes, and you get FOMO watching this stuff go up every day. We just knew that the question we had to ask ourselves, well, okay, well, what then? Like uh, once, you know, assuming we, the world normalizes and we're all back at our offices, we're, we're traveling, we're, we're going out. Well, what, what then, right? Like I, I, I certainly think, you know, behaviors have changed. Like we're, we're recording this, we're not recording this live, right? We're, we're doing it over, right. over, over a technology platform, right? And that's not going to change. And, you know, I just got a request uh, you know, from the, the, the sales department about perhaps going out and seeing some clients in, in the, in, in the summer and fall. And I'm like, okay, well, 
maybe instead of being going out for a week, I go out for a couple of days and we do, you know, instead of, you know, being on the road for a week, it's two days and the rest are webinars or we do it online. Right. Like that, 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 those things haven't changed, but the price you were paying for these companies was just unreasonable. Now, I don't think paying 15 times next year's earnings for Google is unreasonable, which is what it is today, right? Or I think the same multiple for, for Facebook, although it's, again, it's moved around a little bit. I, 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 I look at it this way. We own Apple. We own, I've owned Apple for, for, for over a decade now. Um, do we have these massive positions in these companies? No. I, I, that's where I think you're right. I mean, I think that there's, there's, there's certainly some froth in parts of the, those markets. And, you know, and maybe it's at this point, you know, as you're looking at the, at the stocks today, maybe it's, maybe we're near towards the bottom than, 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 than we were say six months ago. I, I don't know, but I'll tell you this. I feel very comfortable with the positions we have in those names. They're not, again, they're, they're relatively small. They're certainly relatively small compared to our benchmark. Um, and, but I, I also feel like it, it would be, it wouldn't be prudent as a long-term investor to be, to, to, to bet against these companies. Okay. Right. So I'm more than happy. I don't lose one minute of sleep at night having a 1% position in Amazon. Okay. These are very unique companies. I think their moats have increased over COVID. All right. Amazon spent more money in CapEx the last two years than they had the previous 20. All right. That's right. like, uh, we own a company, Texas Instruments, right? This is a, a, a an analog semiconductor company. It's like, you, you and, and we own a number of, a, like we own uh, analog devices, which is another analog semiconductor company. Like these are businesses that are playing an increasingly critical role in the call it the new economy. You know, this, the, the digitization of everything, industrial products of of not just your you know not just your 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 home networking and your in your PCs. It's you know, you know the 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 amount of semiconductors that go into that go into automobiles or MRI machines. I mean, this is this is this is not going away. And and we're happy to own companies like Texas Instruments or analog devices that play have 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 have, have not if not dominant, very strong positions in what is a really important uh, industry going forward. And you know, Texas Instruments sold off because they announced that they're basically going to double their capex over the next several years, right? Why right. are they doing that? Okay, they're doing that because there's a massive amount of demand because they're ultimately, you know, trying to serve their customers better. And 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 you know what? It's going to dampen near-term returns. The stock's not going to do maybe as well as it would have otherwise. But they're doing the right thing for the business, and we're okay with having again. Texas last time I checked, like a, a, a 95 basis point position. We're okay with that, right? And so. I mean, if you really want to get granular, we are underweight tech. Okay, I think we're at 17 or 18 percent. I think the benchmarks at 22. We don't lose a lot. Of, again, I'm I'm not. We're not. You know, sitting up at night, um, going, oh my God, we're five percent underweight. We feel sure. very good. We we have you know a five percent weight in semiconductors across not just you know like Taiwan Semiconductor. We own. I, I mentioned and I mentioned Texas and Analog. We own um, a Broadcom, which has got. Dominant franchises. They sell uh, uh, chipsets into into the uh, into data centers. They also have a a call it a, a infrastructure software business, which is you know almost like a, it, it's just that it's a, it's an annuity business. It's about a quarter of their earnings. We're more than okay owning those businesses. We own. I, I mentioned Amadeus. That's considered a technology company, believe it or not. It's more like a it's more like a service company to the to the airline and hospitality industry, right. right? Even though it's in tech, we own Visa. That's considered a tech company, but it's okay. at the end of the day, it's 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 again the long term trends towards the transition towards from 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 checks and cash to online and to e-commerce. That's 
Again, there's still the Rails, the default Rails, them and MasterCard right. that enables all this stuff, right? Uh, so we're happy to own Visa as opposed to Affirm or PayPal or, you know, go down sure. the list of companies that have gotten destroyed because, you know, we felt, you know, Visa at 30 times earnings was reasonable. I, right. I, but I couldn't justify paying 200 times earnings if, if for companies that 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 had earnings, and so sure. long way of saying we own a number of these big tech companies. We think they're reasonably valued here. Uh, it's it's we think the positions we have are prudent, and you know there's going to come a time where you know it's probably going to make sense for us to add to them. I'm not saying it's necessarily today, but. Uh, when everyone, uh, you know, if, if everyone thinks, you know, 15 times next year's earnings for Google is not unreasonable. Now, maybe right. the earnings are a little bit high. It's, it's probably a, a fair assumption. Sure. Um, but, you know, whether Apple generates $75 billion in free cash flow next year or, or, or 70, right? This is, these are still extremely uh, well-placed, um, profitable uh, call it dominant businesses in their end markets. And I think they're getting more dominant now. Again, rates going up valuation wise, how that's going to play out the next six months, nine months, 12 months, who knows, but uh, their business certainly isn't getting weaker. Right. And so it's just a valuation call. Right. I can completely appreciate pe people thinking, okay, Apple's 23 times earnings, maybe a little bit much for a business that might be growing high single digits over the next several years. Maybe, maybe it goes to 20, maybe it goes to 15 in a, in a massive market sell-off. Okay. We, we can live with that. We're happy with our positioning here because again, it, it, it's, it's, what is this thing going to be worth in three years time, five years time and beyond. Right. That's how we think about it. Darren, um, we covered a lot of ground today. Uh, I certainly think that uh, we have a better sense for how you uh, run the portfolio in a very core nature uh, with both sort of the commodity uh, link banks as well as the technology. I appreciate you spending so much time to, to walk us through that. Thanks so much. Uh, you're very welcome, Matt, anytime. The content of this podcast, including facts, views, opinions, and recommendations, is not to be used or construed as investment advice and is not an offer or an invitation to buy or sell any security. The content of this podcast should not be relied upon for any purposes and McKenzie Financial Corporation is not responsible for any reliance upon it. This podcast includes forward-looking information that reflects our current expectations or forecasts of future events. Forward-looking information is subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those expressed herein. Our views are subject to change based on market conditions. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the fund facts and prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of returns are historical annual compounded total returns, including changes to unit values and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions and does not take into account sales, redemptions, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns.